Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, he who is me off Twitter, 414 underscore B-O-I. And this is the Diamond Keyshawn Presents Podcast. On this episode, we're going to be reviewing FX's newest sci-fi thriller, Kindred. It's a series based off Octavia Butler's 1979 novel, which follows an African-American girl named Dana, and she travels back and forth through time, confronting the dark racist origins of her ancestry. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar, let's get into this trailer. Sounds like you were just sleepwalking. This has never happened before. Hmm. It can be caused by sleep deprivation, stress. <laughs> you know? What is this? Am I dreaming? Is this a dream? The date, the year. Tell me the year. 1815. We just heard a lot of screaming. Is everything okay in there? How long was I gone? Less than a minute, not even seconds. It felt like I was gone for an hour. I know how this sounds. Am I crazy? Surprise. You're not crazy. Whatever this is, it's real. Now that we know a little bit more about the story, let's get into the review. The series starts off a little weird. It's a lot going on in the whole show, to be totally honest with you. But... We have Dana on the floor, bleeding from her back, the police banging at her door. She's refusing entry for them, and they bust in the home just to find it empty. Dana has disappeared. The next scene is two weeks prior, and we find Dana freshly moved to Los Angeles from New York. She's having dinner with her aunt and her aunt's husband, surprising them with the news that she's recently bought a home here to be closer to her aunt and built this relationship. Now she's met with a lot of pushback because it's a random drastic decision and her aunt and her aunt's husband just like, they're wondering why. Is there something wrong? So that pretty much ruins the dinner. But there is an upside to that because she ends up kicking it off with the waiter, Kevin. Kevin is a white guy. And they start, you know, Kicking it for the next couple of days, getting close to each other. Dana reveals to Kevin that she has premonitions and dreams. And in the midst of telling him that, she has an episode and disappears in front of him. She returns within minutes, and Kevin reveals to Dana that he is so concerned about her. And this just starts off a whole series of unfortunate events for Kevin. And Dana, but mostly forget. 
So as Dana is time traveling, she makes a couple of discoveries. One of them being that her birth mother is existing in this time zone. Sometime in the 1800s, on this plantation owned by a family named the Wheelings. Thomas Wheeling and Margaret Wheeling. They have a son named Rufus. And every time Dana gets pulled back to the past, somehow it's because Rufus is dying. So that's a mystery that gets off towards the end of the season. But going on with the story, Dana ends up wanting to tell her aunt that she can time travel. And of course, her aunt tries to admit her for evaluation at the hospital. She's a nurse, by the way. In the midst of doing that, her and Kevin hide out in a closet in the hospital trying to help her escape, triggering a time travel situation within her. And they time travel to the past. And now, of course, Dana Aunt knows something is not right. She's disappeared from the hospital closet. There were no windows to disappear to. So, yeah, she's gone. And this particular time that she time traveled, she took Kevin with her. And I feel because of that, it's the longest that she's ever stayed. During this time, Kevin and Dana built this relationship up with the Wheelands. And Kevin ends up teaching little Rufus how to play the piano. And Dana ends up just stirring the pot all over the plantation and really ends up just causing a whole bunch of fucking mess. Like, she ends up helping one slave escape, thinking that she's helping a situation, but in all actuality, she's not. Thomas Whelan ended up hunger striking the whole plantation, denying everybody food, it caused one woman who was already like eight, nine months pregnant, working on the plantation, to have a miscarriage, of which she died. So now all the slaves were looking at Dana with the side eye like, this bitch come around and there ain't nothing but trouble happening. So Dana's mom gets word of this and helps her and Kevin return back to the present. Now, when they return, Kevin expresses to Dana like, I do not want to go back there. I will stay here. I will watch your house. I will hold you down. But please, do not ever grab me and pull me to the past with you again. I'm done with it. I don't like it. Now, of course, it didn't work out that way. So, the last half of the season is basically spent trying to solve a couple of discoveries that Dana has made throughout the series. One being Rufus Whelan's connection to her and why she's drawn to him. She initially thinks it's to protect his relationship with the young deaf black girl on the plantation named Carrie. Because of her being drawn to Rufus almost dying every time, she feels like that must be her ancestor. That must be who she derives from. So she needs to protect that little girl. She later finds out that that's not necessarily true. 
In fact, another young female named Olivia is actually the direct relative that will kick off Dana's family lineage. Another discovery is understanding that her mama does not want to come back. And as much as she wants to have a relationship with her mother in the present, she's going to have to recognize that it's possible, but because her mother doesn't want it, she can't have it. And I think another discovery is the control of her power. The last time that they traveled, she took it upon herself to drag Kevin along with her and actually ended up getting separated from him. Getting beat by Master Thomas Whelan. Her and her mom. Her mama laid on top of her trying to protect her from getting beat. Therefore causing both of them to get sent back to present day, leaving Kevin behind. So, you know, she just took off more than she could really handle in the last episode. And as a viewer, I was just really disappointed all in all with how it ended like that. Like, it was all just so much all so quick. And I was, I was leaving. I was kind of left lost for words. And all in all, Dana was a smart girl, but she really wasn't smart. It was like, your mama don't want to go back for a reason. Maybe your mama is protecting you from some type of information and trying to send you on your way. Maybe you should stop trying to come back to the past. Maybe you should stay where you at. But then again, she couldn't control it, so... And she, when she found her mom, she was super excited. I'm very low-key salty myself that Olivia, a.k.a. Winnie, did not want a relationship with Dana after all this time. I mean, to have lost your mom and to have found her again just for her to be like, no, I would rather be a slave than to come back in present day and be with my actual daughter and be free and be able to go get my hair done and, I don't know, eat fucking fast food. Like, it just didn't make much sense to me. But to Dana, it should have made all the sense because the, her direct ancestor, Olivia, had been living with her mom the whole time and her mom had been looking after her telling Dana that she needed to protect her needed to watch her that was one of the reasons why she didn't want to come back that was a part of the purpose she spoke of to Dana and Dana just didn't understand that I mean I can understand her being selfish in a lot of situations she got herself in but she got to accept that, you know, and opened her mind because she missed a big key point. Like she had, she could have saved herself a lot of trouble from going back and forth between the past and the present if she just would have paid attention more and not get caught up. And as far as Kevin goes, Kevin just should have ran. And honestly, if I was Dana, I would have admitted myself if I know I'm jumping back to the plantation and every time I jump back to the plantation, I'm getting fucked up, punched in my eye, beat in my face, 
whip on my back. No, that's not working for me. Sorry. I am really eager, though, to see what's going to happen in season two. Like, Dana made a lot of connections with the kids there, you know. She started teaching one of the boys to read and write a little bit. And, you know, she made him promise that he was going to practice. So all while, you know, Kevin is there on the plantation playing the spy CIA agent in the 1800s, <laughs> antebellum South, Amer you know, South United States, we're going to see what's to come of those little seeds that she planted all over, you know, the, the, the way. Like, are they going to be used for good? or bad because some of the things that she did while she was there helped but a lot of that shit did not go the way she thought it was gonna go like when she helped old girl escape because she thought that maybe she would end up having babies with Rufus before uh, Carrie the deaf blind girl because, again, it's a lot going on, y'all. If I were to describe the series in one word, it would be a lot. But if you like a lot, if you like that weird, like, sci-fi, thriller, suspenseful kind of show, I mean, you want to support Black art because, again, Octavia Butler was an African-American woman. You could support it, you know, give it a chance, give it a watch, let it open your mind. You had the special powers and capabilities to time travel, and every time you got sent back to a plantation, how would you feel? I don't know how I would feel about that special power. I personally would admit myself to an institution, lock me up, please, and also, can you give me something that stops me from having these anxiety attacks that send me back to a time where I could possibly get killed because I'm brown, I'm black? These are the type of questions and thought-provoking things that Kindred brings up in one's mind when you watch it. So I hope you've enjoyed my synopsis of this beautifully weird and intricately depicted on screen story about one's travel to the past and how it affects its present. <laughs> no, but for real though, I just wanted to thank Diamond Keyshawn for letting me host today's takeover episode. As always, you can hit me up on Twitter, H-E-W-H-O-I-Z-M-E, he who is me, 414 underscore B-O-I. Till next time, everybody, peace and blessings. Peace out. This is a Diamond Song production.